Hello and welcome to Talkin' Baseball. Your central divisions are pure chaos, and it's players only on Memorial Day. Let's get it! Wow. Hello and welcome to Talkin' Baseball. Presented to you by SeatGeek, our presenting sponsor. Go out and see a game. Go see a game tonight. We're big in Seattle. My Yanks are going out there. A little Memorial Day. Mariners, Yankees. Buy a ticket at SeatGeek, the number one rated ticketing app. 70,000 events every day. Go to a concert or something, too. Why don't you double down? Know Know what some people were doing at the stadium this weekend, Trev? Yankees game into T-Swift concert at night. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So make yourself a day with SeatGeek. Code talking $20 off your first purchase at SeatGeek. Trevor, how are you doing this Memorial Day? What's up, guys and girls? Yeah. And who else is out there? Pets. Pets? pets are listening definitely to this show. People are playing it in their house. Yeah. There's some pets lying on the floor being like, God, I hate that guy <laughs> with the pearl necklace. Yeah. He just rubs me the wrong way. Mm, I would. I'm doing great. Had a great weekend so far. Um, it is Memorial Day, so we wanted to, you know, a little salute to the fallen who have given us a chance and the privilege to do this show on American soil the best country in the world, the best country this world has ever seen. So here's my salute. Don't, don't tell that to Latvia who beat us in hockey yesterday. They're... I don't care about Latvia. I'm over Latvia. Out. Okay. Latvia, you're out. Pretty much any other country besides the U.S., I'm out. I love Italy, though. Italy, Cuba. So, <laughs> I love Cuba and France. So there's some other decent yeah, countries. Some of the there, World but... War II powers. Some of the, you know, they're okay. USA, number one. Yeah. Anyways, a yeah. uh, lot of baseball going on. We're going to be talking about some teams that like a lot of fan bases get on us, Jake. Like, you didn't mention our yeah. team. Or if you did, it was just so brief. Dude, we're going to mention some of these teams yeah. because they're forcing us to mention them. That's what it takes to be talked about on Talking Baseball. Go win some ball games. Giants, mm. Tigers, mm. Marlins, Reds. Uh. It's going to get nutty. Don't ever talk crap about the Centrals. I don't like it. We're going to talk some Central today, Trev, and I'm, I'm excited to. And there's a new team atop the AL West, by the way, a familiar mm. team. Uh, new is, I don't know if that's the right word yeah. for this team. Uh, and there was just a ton of fun baseball around the league. So we, we don't have a ton of ads today. So I'll tell you this. Uh, this episode is brought to you by the John Boy Media Merch Store. Go buy yourself some. We got a little Memorial Day sale going right now. So if you're listening, uh, you know, we definitely have a shirt of your favorite player at this point. We're with the MLBPA. Uh, We've got some of our John Boy Media Essentials merch. Trev, you're wearing the hoodie right now. Um, We have so much in our store now. We like hired people to actually run a store. So it's another way to support us and to wear something. Trev, you have a question. Rhett Wisely, we're going to be talking about him a little bit today. Mm. Just I'm on his baseball reference page. Panama City, Florida. He looks like he's from Panama City or Jacksonville. Like very much on brand with his home city. 
So I like that. When I see that, I like it. So I had to mention it. Trev, I, I told you coming into this, I before the show, the Giants are starting to tap into a little bit of Giants devil magic. And uh, I uh, I was skeptical, but now I'm seeing Conforto go. I'm seeing they're just mm-hmm. calling up kids and they're performing. So uh, excited to get out there, but I'm excited to get into some American League baseball because it's Memorial Day and it's Monday. So we do the American League. This is our pastime, people. This is our pastime. How many freaking hot dogs did you eat this weekend? Don't any? Play the music. Don't listen to him. Put your glizzy on, I might baby. have one later. Trev, in the glizzy city, Detroit, they take three out of four from the White Sox. They win the first game. Our boy, Giolito, seven walks. Tough day at the office. What are we doing? Um... White Sox bounce back to win that second game behind a nice Lance Lynn start and the bats. Anderson, Moncada, Vaughn. That's who you expect to go. They went for them. Otherwise, it's all Tigers. Can we talk Michael Lorenzen and Erod's months of May? Zach Short. Yes, we're biased, but yes, he is performing. By the way, his brother for Central Connecticut State, they just won the NEC. We're going dancing. Blue Devils, baby. Riley Green, how are you? Tigers baseball. Fire me up, I guess. Inch, manager of the year. Rangers take two out of three from the Orioles. They put it on them in game one, and they send Grayson Rodriguez back to the farm. Sheesh. John Gray pitches really well in that one. They come back with Simeon, the heen dog, throwing that changeup now. Sure. Orioles. Lock in on the final game. Some really good baseball being played late. Felix gets it done. Kyle was being bradish for them. Uh, Some really good baseball played in Camden. The Blue Jays and the Minnesota Twins, they split the first two. Twins have an offensive breakout in that second game. But old friend Jose Barrios shuts him down on the final day. Uh, Blue Jays take two out of three. Trev, know what Bo Bichette's doing? Leading the American League in hits, because that's all he knows. He doesn't know another plan. George Springer starting to go for them as well. Uh, and the Astros sweep the athletics. I, you don't really need any information here. Really good team played really bad team. L11 for your Oakland Athletics. Uh... Hunter Brown shove, sure, Framber, why not? And hey, maybe the most important note, Jose Abreu goes ding-dong, his first one of the year. They're having fun. Jose Altuve goes yard call. It's starting to start in Houston, and it already ended in Oakland. And Trev, that's what happened in the American League. High and tight. Hold on to your dicks. (laughs) Okay. Tampa Bay Rays are 39-16. and 16. You'll hear about them in the IL uh, as they gave your Dodgers the work. Orioles, 34-19, and 19, four games back. The New York Yankees also in the IL today. They're seven games back at 32-23. and 23. Sox, kid, 
and 25, 10 games back. And the Blue Jays are bringing up the rear at 28 and 26. Still pretty unreal. Twins are in first place in the Central, 27 and 26. Detroit baseball, a game back. The Guardians are three and a half back at 23 and 29. Your Chicago White Sox are six games back. And Liam Hendricks returns to the squad. Let's go, Liam. Put a little asterisk and start tracking the White Sox again because maybe they can get in the mix and believe in something. I lied. Uh, The Texas Rangers are still in first place. Uh, It just felt like Houston caught them. Uh, They're 31 and 21. Texas is 33 and 19. Uh, The Mm. Seattle Mariners are 28 and 25. They're starting to go a little bit. Angels are going to get a what is you doing, baby, a little later. And the Oakland Athletics are the worst team to ever play baseball. So, Trevor, in the American League, you are you just gave me a look like you're feeling hot. What do you got, Popo? Well, you convinced me the Astros were in first place. It, I was I When you said it, I was like, I'm not sure, but you, it, you were so, you did it with so much conviction. It spiritually felt like it. Okay. I mean, we're just looking into the future. Yeah. I'd assume. No offense to Rangers fans who I, I love your ball club. You proved me wrong, no doubt about it, but these Astros are coming. All right, let's just get into the Jose Abreu thing. Okay, sure. Let's check off some Houston-Oakland. Just real quick, because this is all we're going to talk about. I mean, great job, Houston. You did it. We love your team. Get the guys going. Abreu hits the homer. He slides into the dugout. This He runs around the bases. This doesn't happen against any other team. The Oakland Athletics, my (laughs) former team. Mark Kotze, I love you. There's guys there. It's an embarrassment so much that, like, this is happening to them. They don't do that against any other team. It doesn't even feel like real baseball to the Astros when they're playing the athletics. Right? You see see Papa Rosie get mad at uh, Astros Social? I didn't see him. He What, he went off on the Twitter because they were... So, yeah, the Astros posted 10, 10 runs in front of tens of tens of fans. Oh, yeah. And yeah. Rosie didn't like that. A few people didn't like that. Um, That's not Because you're the social fault. media team. Like, let's, you know, let's take it. I've a, been. Yeah. I'm off of the social media teams taking digs at fan bases or anything like that. Guys, just support your club, okay? But really, imagine Jose Abreu doing that. Against any other team. You can't because he wouldn't. It's like a, it just, it feels like they're, I'm not going to say. No, it's, no, Trev, it actually is really interesting because I loved it because let me go into my head a little bit. You've got 36 year old Jose Abreu, (laughs) but you know, has done almost anything you can want to do in this game. And here he is sprinting around the bases because he got his first ding dong, his longest homer drought ever. And then he slides in, and there's a couple things here. You're right. Part of it is because Houston or Oakland stinks, stinks, and nothing really matters. And the layout of that ballpark, because it's not a traditional ballpark, he's still got so much steam going towards the dugout that he can do that. Um, yeah, it's, it's a little messy. I'm happy for Jose Abreu. and I'm, Dude, I, Houston, we talk about Tampa being high T sometimes. I mean, look at, look at those guys. We're, we're having fun I destroying just, Oakland. I just watched it again, and the entire Oakland dugout is looking like, oh, my gosh, like this is happening on, on our field. Yeah. And there's nothing they can do about it. 
enough of that. Let's um. He. Paul Blackburn comes back for Oakland. Hopefully, he is the answer uh, coming up for them. Trev, why don't? Because uh, I instantly basically owe Texas Rangers fans an apology because uh, they are still two games up. Uh, they played the Baltimore Birds, and by the way, I think you asked me going into this series, like which team do I believe in more the rest of the way? I said Baltimore just because I'm I'm kind of all in on Adley, and I uh, I I love their formula, and I think Texas. Houston's coming, and I think Texas comes back to earth a little bit. That being said, uh, that could very well be wrong because they showed why they're so impressive in the first game. They put up a 12 spot, literally send Grayson back to the farm. Um, And they're just, they are a really good ball team. I think they have the best starting pitching in Major League Baseball up into this point with the best offense that... Um, they came into Baltimore, uh, and I, I was proud of my birds holding up on that final day. Again, a really good back-and-forth baseball game. Uh, Austin Hayes, who you probably mentioned as, you know, the seventh hitter on Baltimore, um, he might be their best hitter so far this year statistically. Um, but, man, some really high-level baseball out here. Texas, man, they continue to do it. They won 10 of 14, I believe it says on here. And, you know, yes, the the offensive outburst in game one is like almost seems like that's what we expect from them. Each series, they're going to have a game that they just score 10 plus runs. And for Grace Rodriguez, unfortunately, yes, he got kicked down to the bushes. And he'll work and try to fix some things so he can help them towards the end of the season. But this is... I think when you asked me that question, I said I believe in Texas more because of their starting pitching. You know, Baltimore's gotten some good starts, like enough good starts to kick it to their bullpen where they, they've been able to be successful. But overall, I think, you know, if you're looking at these two teams, I would you're taking Texas's rotation and then their offense is just it can go off at any given time. Like you said, uh the second game was a little bit different there. Um you know, they had to wasn't 12 run outburst five runs there um when was the what, what, what am i looking at here okay i'm all over the place right now sure. i got so confused with what game i was just about to talk about all right way uh, to go trev the first <laughs> game was the i was like i was like thinking about that seager grand slam because yeah. i was thinking about the rangers before they had seager how good their offense was and then you add this guy back to the mix and it's just like arguably probably their best hitter yes um trev there's a new page you know we i say this in an endearing way we have a lot of baseball nerds that enjoy this show i'm i'm one of them uh baseball reference has added a a playoff odds page this is where i got confused and i thought texas had i thought Mm -hmm. houston jumped texas what it is is, you know, we, we see those playoff percentage bubbles we talk about sometimes. They have those numbers on baseball reference, but what they have is a most likely scenario at the top of the page that gives what the playoff format would look like. And again, I've been beating the drum on this for too long now, and I'm going to continue. Good teams are going to miss the playoffs this year. Right now, it has the, the Rays and Houston Astros as you're most likely to have a first-round bye. So that would be the two best records in the AL. It has the Twins most likely to win the Central. The Yankees as the number one wild card. 
the Texas Rangers as the number two, and Toronto Blue Jays as the number three. So right now, in the most, the quote-unquote most likely playoff scenario, which will change a ton, it has Baltimore out, who's been the second-best team in the American League, and it has Seattle out, who was supposed to be like a world-beating team this year. So just a reminder how crazy and ugly and kooky I think this season's about to get. Um, with all that being said, Texas is, again, one of the biggest wrinkles because they pass the eye test, they pass the stats test, um, and yeah, I think we just had to see it, and now with two months of a sample size, it's hard to not believe in the Texas Rangers. You have Andrew Heaney um, over his last nine starts with a 2-7, if that's what you're going to get, and then you have you know Gray doing what he's doing, Eovaldi seemingly showing throwing a shutout every other start and you're going to get Jacob DeGrom back. This is, this is looking like a team that's going to be competing all year long in a very tough division. Like this, like you said, this is going to be wild. And I think really those last two or three playoff spots are going to come down to the teams that make the right moves at the trade deadline. Like who's going to bolster their bullpen the best. Like who's going to have a guy that catches fire and, you know, whether whether it's offensively or on the on the pitching side, like they're going to have to make moves because there's like there's too many good teams right now, which is a problem that we haven't had in baseball in a while. I feel like right that last year, and that's you know I laughed when I I did a video which who's going to be the best team to miss the playoffs, and I <laughs> went around the office doing it, and I went to Jimmy, and Jimmy was like, none, like bad teams are going to make the playoffs every year now because of the new wild card format. And I kind of laughed. It's a good Jimmy answer. Uh, and then he yeah. kind of got he he looked into it because he was surprised that I was surprised. And he was like, "Oh shit!" Like in the AL, a good team is going to miss the dance. Um, we uh we will see. But uh, Texas Rangers number one starting pitching ERA. And if I told you that was with Degrom missing most of the time, you know I I think people would be shocked by that. But uh, good on them. You know, sometimes we like to give some coaching staffs a little love. Mike Maddox and, oh, by the way, signing a whole new pitching staff. Um, yeah. That, yeah, that's a significant change. And like you mentioned, Trev, the trade deadline is going to be huge. And the development of young players. Um, you know, uh, Volpe has been a big talk in Yankee land recently. Going back to last season, Julio and Adley took uh, like a month and a half to figure it out, and then they went. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how often do you see guys have good first halves and bad second halves or vice versa? Like, that's going to be a huge part of the storyline, too, that we um we just don't know yet. Um, Man, Texas is good, dude. And, they're yeah, I mean, that's one team that Whew. specifically will be looking for bullpen help, and if they get it, that just... It can put them at a different level if everyone continues to go. Like you said, like, look, teams that are leading in certain categories in the first half are going to have some regression. I think about that with my twins all the time. Like, are they really going to lead the league in strikeouts and ERA? Like, that'd be crazy. It seems like they have the guys to do it, but, you, you know, you have to do it for a full year. Uh, but as of right now, yeah, Texas looks – It's one. Texas is one of those teams where – you just don't ever feel safe with a lead. Like you got to just keep going against them because they're going to continue to swing it. 
And I, I guess so. that's if you're a Rangers fan or you're wondering about the landscape, uh, hey, you know, <laughs> uh, if you need a, a middle-of-the-lineup bat, that's going to be tough to find at the deadline. If you need a top-end starting pitcher, that's going to be tough to find at the deadline. Every year, you're going to be able to find some relievers at the deadline, and, and the price tag is lower than the other things. So if you're Texas, you, you have to feel so good about where you're at and believe in your front office because they've gotten you Simeon, Seager. They've gotten you a whole new pitching staff. Like, you got to be sitting good. I, I think the Birds, you're obviously disappointed. Um, but I, I think there's just two good baseball teams bumping uglies and uh, – Someone had to lose this series. Um, and a great a great last game. The Orioles come back and they do it. Uh, bottom of the eighth, they answer it. Hayes gets the RBI single and Bautista yeah. shuts it down. That's that's the formula. Back and forth and uh, they got to Cano and it was Seager again. That Yeah, it was uh, our uh, social media. Kevin was in the office briefly yesterday while we were here and we watched it together and he was like, damn. He was kind of blown away. He's like, "This is really good baseball out of two te- out of two uniforms that we haven't expected that from in previous years." Um, and to end uh, on a good note for the Orioles, uh, ten and six in one run games, nice, nice, and a winning record in May. And they played a bunch of good teams: Atlanta, Tampa, Anaheim, Toronto, and the Yankees. Can I say Anaheim? I shouldn't have said Anaheim. Yeah, you can. That whole thing's ridiculous. everyone knows what I was talking about. No one didn't know who you were talking about. If you said L.A., people would not have known who you were talking about. They would have assumed the Dodgers. Um, Trev, I want to pivot. You know, this is the team you follow the most, the Twins and the Jays. The Jays take two out of three. The games they win, uh, really good pitching performances. Twins don't really score. Um, So I want you to give a little Blue Jays love or maybe something you saw with them that felt different. And then with the Twins, I want to start segueing into the Central a little bit because the, the, the only other AL series is Tigers-White Sox, and this whole AL Central is just uh, a bumblefuck? I don't know. Dude, I don't know if that's a word. Okay. Oh, Blue Jays, I mean, look, they, they played good ball this series. Bo Bichette apparently just loves hitting at Target Field or against the Twins. He is Loves hitting. Locked in, dude. It's so impressive to watch that guy play. He actually made some good defensive plays as well. But, yeah, the Twins offense just wasn't there. And the game they won, uh, Matt Wallner had a big game. They had to send him down because we have um, Kepler. Oh, no. They sent him down after a four for four? Yeah. Yeah, because a couple guys are coming back (laughs) off the IL. Royce Royce Lewis is back for the Twins, which is big. And Kepler's coming off. So, yeah, he had to go back down. He's a big boy, too. Fun to watch him swing it, but Barrios did a good job. Um, and the Twins starting pitching, uh, besides Lopez, he had some trouble there, but uh, they, you know, they answered the bell. But the offense just has not been there for them, and they have to find a way to get going. Maybe Royce is the spark plug, you know. Maybe Kep comes back and ignites the boys, but right now it just hasn't been going for them, and they're sitting what one game in front of the Tigers, who were below five hundred. Like this is. It's shaping up to be something in the central, no doubt about it. Yeah, I, I, you know, I just want to give the Blue Jays a little more love. Remember, they're coming off their players-only meeting, so you know, pretty, pretty important 
a rubber match and Barrios to drop it on the table. And by the way, he signed that big extension. He was bad. He's had a he's had a really good stretch, so that's impactful for them. Uh, and Springer starting to go, like I said before. Uh, Trev, I I want to bring it to the Centrale, man. Um, you we know. didn't talk about Dalton Varsho though. I, I I guess we should mention that. <laughs> that was I was watching that live. Yeah. I was I was grilling. I was watching that. Ooh. Two balls in a row. I think it was it Walner and Castro. Was that who hit him? That was tough, man. I I yeah. love I love the way that kid plays. Varsho's awesome to watch, but that was tough. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, I know. Olivia's like, I feel so bad for the guy. I'm like, well, he's not really supposed to make those catches. Like, if he makes right. those catches, we're going nuts. Uh, but just the fact that he was given a chance to rob two. Uh, two homers, like a legitimate shot at robbing two homers, two batters in a row was kind of was kind of crazy. And I think the second one, he like had it in his glove there in the bullpen and just popped up. But he came back the next day and had a great game. I think he even hit a homer in that game too. So he like didn't let it bother him at all, which is which is nice to see. He's having so a little. He's ha- offensively is having a, a bit better May than he did in April and March uh, for the Jays. And again, he's supposed to be a big piece for him. He's supposed to be the lefty that breaks it up. I thought he was going to have to adapt to the leagues, and may- maybe it's happening. But yeah, Trev, that was um, uh, in NBA, a lot of shot blockers uh, get shit for when they get dunked on. And it's like, well, would you rather have the guy challenge the dunk and he's going to yeah. block one or two? And that that's kind of what Varsho fell into. Like, he had a couple awesome attempts at robberies, they just didn't happen. And it's like, well, a lot of other outfielders wouldn't have even gotten there. So, like, um, I don't know. Funny how the cookie crumbles sometimes. Uh, Trev, the final AL series and tying it to your twins and the Central. The Tigers take three out of four from the White Sox, um, a result that doesn't surprise you on that final day. Uh, we get an extra innings, uh, kind of not sad walk-off, but a Manfred walk-off, sack fly by by Haas, but hey, you got yourself in that position. And the Tigers are having a really nice May. I think they're 15-9. and nine. They're having guys perform. Erod, Lorenz, and we've talked to Riley Green a little bit. Our guy Zach Short has given them a couple big ball games. Um, the Tigers are a game back from first place in the American League Central. It's Memorial Day. What does it mean? I don't know. It means they've had some guys turn it around. They started off what two and nine or something like that, and Lorenzen had a bad April. He's had a good May. Riley Green started off slow. He's had a good May. Torkelson, who you know we've been waiting on him. He's a he needs to be a middle of the lineup bat for them. He turned it around in May. Zach McKinstry turned it around in May. Like they've just played a lot better. Like there's that's there's nothing like crazy about it. They just sh- you know shook off a, a cold April, if you will, and got hot in May. And here they are. I mean, they're still under 500, but they're in a division that is up for grabs. And if they continue on this path of winning close games and, and you know, getting back to where these guys think they can produce, they're in it. Like, what else is there to say? Like, they are, they are in second place in the AL Central after starting two and nine. And the Twins, you know, like, I want to be – positive when i talk about them but they they need something they need a spark man it's the bullpen hasn't been great for them the offense hasn't been great for them the only thing that's kept them close at all or in first place is starting pitching the tigers are within striking distance with a huge elephant in the room with e-rock because he has an opt-out after this year 
which it seems like he's probably going to opt out. So, like, what do you do if you're the Tigers mm. in this situation? Do you trade him? Do you keep him knowing he's going to opt out? Like, it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, I don't – I mean, almost none of the Tigers' numbers as a team are very impressive. Um, in fact, they're kind of bad. Uh I don't know, man. Get get the baseball sauce going. Why not? Uh, they do play Texas, which, um, hey, I guess show us there. Um, I don't know. I, Riley Green is supposed to be a dude and can be a dude. They they brought in guys to compete, and that's where you mentioned the Erod predicament. If if we get get to that point, will be interesting because they brought in Erod to be a guy on a young team that was supposed to be competing, and now. In a backwards way, they are. So I, I don't know, man. Uh, your twins need to figure it out. The guardians need to wake up. Or hell, I'm, I'm almost rooting White Sox because Liam Hendricks is back, and it would be one of the most fun stories of baseball if, if they could get the sauce going. But um, you know that that Baseball Reference playoff odds percentage page I mentioned. Um, all of the AL Central teams have a combined under 0.5% chance to win a wild card. So, hey, if you can beat up on your division, I can get you to the dance. Um, and I don't know. I wanted chaos, and we kind of have it in both Central divisions right now. We do. It, when I look, we're talking about AL specifically right now. At least um, that's what I'm thinking about. The Guardians, what do they need? Offense, like in the worst way. I think Jose Ramirez is the only hitter with an OPS over 700. That's Jeez. not how you – they relied on him for a walk-off yesterday. 30th in OPS runs and homers. Reminder, Oakland's still in the league technically. So, like, that is – it's hard. I mean, look, you're going to get some guys that are going to, you know, get better just like we just talked about the Tigers. Like, they're not going to stay at those numbers. Like, uh, you know – there's a couple guys there that can hit and they will get over that 700 OPS mark. So it'll, the offense will tick up a little bit, but is it going to be enough? What are they going to do with Shane Bieber? Like, this is going to be an interesting year for a lot of these central teams because, like you're saying, like they might be in contention for the one spot. You know, they have to win the division, but realistically, they're looking at their team saying, well, is it just the weak division and how much do we go for it knowing that? And they have they have a lot of decisions to be made. So you have guardians who need offense in the worst way. You have the Tigers who are kind of like, well, we probably need some starting pitching. Uh, and we have this one guy who we might keep, might not keep. Are our young guys going to keep going? They have a lot of questions there. The Royals aren't even really in this conversation. No. And then the Twins, like they, everyone likes this team. They just haven't produced. I mean, Carlos Correa hasn't been himself. Like I said, the bullpen's been they have guys, but they haven't figured out how to use them. Brock Stewart is kind of mm. a guy that came over from the Dodgers, and they had to bring him in. Pablo Lopez was trying to get the save after Duran came in in the game, and he couldn't get the job done, so Stewart came in and closed the door. Like, is he going to be a late-inning, uh, late high-leverage guy for them? Probably going forward. Um, but for them, it's, yeah, it's the offense as well. So this is a lot of question marks in the AL Central and not really teams that, you know, if you stack them up against the other divisions and the leaders there, like you don't see much happening for them in the playoffs as things stand right now. 
hey, get in the dance. Um, that goes for every central team. And if, if it is your twins, Trev, you know, high-end starting pitching has always played in the playoffs and a couple swings here and wouldn't want to see that Correa guy with guys on base. So if, just, Yeah, they got to get hot. Buxton and Correa and, you know, they got to get hot. Riley Green in the playoffs. Joey I don't know. Gallo, what? Okay. Let's talk some National League Baseball. Yes, please. Mm. Trev, we'll start out where we finish. Sunday night baseball. You might have seen the Atlanta Braves and Matt Olson dating my daughter twice. Uh, two yackers from him. Ronald Acuna Jr. is out just doing bad things to baseballs on a nightly basis. They played four with the Phillies, and they ended up splitting. Uh, the Phillies took the middle, the meat games, while the Braves took the bread. Um, in the middle, uh, we saw Bryson Stott and Castellanos having big days at the office. Zach Wheeler, eight-inning shut piece, 12 Ks. He can do that to you. Young, thick Austin Riley has a couple homers this series. Uh, more than a couple, actually. Um, hey, Four-game split. Braves, seven-run inning to start Monday night, Sunday night baseball on ESPN. Tough. Tough to tune into that. Um, hey, good for them over it. Giants take three out of four from the Milwaukee Brewers. Giants devil magic is brewing out in the yay area. They shut them out on a bullpen day to start Michael Confoito. Four for four at the office. Listen to some of these names who are getting it done for the Giants. Brett Wisely, sure. Patrick Bailey, why not? Casey Schmidt, if you listen to this show, you know. Otherwise, you don't. Um, They have fully tapped in, and you know Logan Webb, and when he goes seven innings, one earned. um, Brewer, salvage it on the last day. William Contreras and Owen Miller, who's been raking for them. Willie Adamas, scary moment. He's going to be out for a little bit. Gets hit with a line drive on the bench. Scary, scary stuff. Giants are going. Brewers, luckily for them, they're in the central. We'll get to that because the Reds swept the Cubs. I asked, I received. The Reds, Hunter Green, six, shut piece. How's your zero hits? My God, if he figures it out, watch out. Reds mash the next day. Matt McLean, Friedel. By the way, Spencer Steer is doing some special things for them. These Reds and Matt McLean on the last day. Senzel. I don't know, Trev. I, I know that the Cubs starting pitching didn't get it done. Justin Steele, Tyone, and Smiley all get knocked around. And the Reds jump the Cubs, and the Cubs are in last place in the NL Central? Err? I don't know. Rockies, they take two out of three from the Mets. Scherzer has a really good course field outing. Seven innings, one earned run. Everything else was kind of Rockies. Ryan McMahon on back-to-back days with homers and two hits. That fuck Grichuk, he gets involved on the last day. I don't know, man. Even Alvarez chips in. He's getting hot for them. But it's not enough for the Metropolitans. Rockies take two out of three. By the way, Cole Tucker rehabbing two-hit day last night. Get ready for him. And that's what happened 
in the National League. Um, it is getting messy, Trevor Goof. Um, the Braves remain in first place, 32-21. and 21. Uh, They are four and a half games up on the second place. Marlins, the fish with arms. My goodness. The Mets are 500. The Phillies are three games under, 25 and 28. Your Nats are two games behind them. Hello. The Milwaukee Brewers, 28 and 25 there. First place in the Central. Second place, the now 500 Pittsburgh Pirates. Remember where they were. The third place, Cincinnati Reds. We went from pooping in trucks to some of the best young talent in baseball. <laughs> Cardinals are a game. <laughs> Cardinals are a game behind them. John Boy Media connected to that. Um, the Chicago Cubs are in last place, like I mentioned. Whoa. Dodgers are thirty-two and twenty-two. Snakes are thirty and twenty-three. Giants, a game above 500, 27 and 26. Padres are 24 and 29, and the Rockies are a half game behind them to try to jump the Padres. It's Memorial Day, people. Uh, Trevioso. I wanted to start out with a highlighted or a bolded part of our sheet here. Okay. Talking about Colorado, New York. Okay. Now, way to go, Colorado. Like I was following Kelsey Winger. is always giving the best updates. If you don't follow her and you're a Rockies fan, please do. Uh, bottom of the fourth, they're down 6-2. They score uh, four runs, big three run double by McMahon. They come back in the next inning, and they score five runs, and they do this whole thing. So Bud Black moved past Don Baylor for the second most wins by a manager in franchise mm-hmm. history. Here's what was in bold. No Rockies manager has a winning overall record historically. What? It's tough. That's crazy. When they approach me about the analytics position, that's one of the things I'm going to point to. We should have a manager (laughs) win more than he loses. Yeah. Yeah. Holy. (laughs) I don't know how far we go into this series. Great job, Colorado. Like I said, yeah, Alvarez for the Mets getting it done. Alonzo still homering. Uh, but the Rockies can put together some big innings uh, every once in a while, and that's what they showed uh, this game here, or this series, excuse me, here. Take two out of three from the Mets. Profar, Coming back? Profar with a 35-game uh, on-base streak. He's a guy at the trade deadline. You you might hear his name. Um, and, yeah, man, I mean, again, these Rocks are a game away from jumping the Padres. Um there's more 11-10 games in baseball this year than any other year in baseball history. I, I don't have the actual analytics, but I promise you, because um, we got another one coming up later. And, uh, yeah, man, I mean, if you're the Mets, like, you know, Alvarez has kicked into gear. He started to rake. Um, and I, yeah. was, I was surprised to see his home, he had got his first home run versus a lefty, which if you remember when he originally got called up, he was supposed to be their lefty DH uh, so funny how that goes. Um, yeah, man. I mean, if you're the Mets, I think you kind of you shake the shoulders and you say we're 500 and that was Coors Field baseball. But, like, I don't know. We're You're 50 plus, 55 games in, 54 games in, and you're 500. It's not what you want. Um, although, again, we do forget the Rockies, even on their best and worst years, they're really good at Coors. So yeah. that's... You know, 
that's always an overlying fact. But uh, yeah, man, the Mets I, got Ryan McMahon basically. Yeah, he came and did it. He's him. good. He's good. Uh, he's what allowed them to pay Arenado to leave. Um, Trev, I told you it's a big central app. Um, let's go. Let's go Reds Cubs. Fuck it. Um, cussing a lot today. It's Memorial Day. Um, Hunter Green. I took him at my last pick of uh, the Cy Young draft where I very obviously should have taken Zach Allen and he will remind me and Snakes fans will remind me till the day um, I die that I should have done that and they're probably right. But when Hunter Green does this, that's why I did it. Um, six innings, 11 Ks, zero hits. Um, just as dominant as a pitcher can be, quite literally, with that fastball and the stat line. Trev, if they were in a different division and there was a team running away or two teams running away, you know, it'd just be golf claps for the Reds. There is genuine, young, performing talent on this Reds team now. Matt McClain, the kid they called up, sure, he's their second you know, maybe their third shortstop that they're excited about over there with Ellie De La Cruz and Noel V. Marte. He's called up. Guess what? The last seven days, Fangraphs has him as the best player in baseball. Uh, you know Jonathan India, and he's bouncing back full throttle. Spencer Steer, another young ball player who's bringing it every day that with that and Ashcraft and that, you know, Lodolo's been out. I don't know, man. I... They swept the Cubs, and maybe that's more so the story because the Cubs are in last place in the NL in the, Central. In the NL Central. Yeah, I mean, some of these, like, that's that's the thing about a baseball season and projections. You know that you're going to have some people come up out of the minor leagues. You have guys that you think have promise, but what can they do at the big league level? And if you get those guys to come up and produce, what do we always talk about on this show? Long lineups. Like, don't just have a bunch of outs at the bottom of the lineup. And sometimes you bring guys, young guys up, and they can become outs at the bottom of the lineup. But when you have guys going off like this, doing it, then what happens? Your your team is better. I mean, that's there's there's no secret formula there. You need guys to come up and produce. And I think this has happened. This has made India. You know, it's jump started him a little bit, saying, hey, "I was one of those young kids, and I was the one getting all the praise." Now, like, we're seeing these young guys go up, and it's like, hey, like you mentioned, there's a couple other shortstops coming up. Like, is there going to be a logjam of infielders? Overproducing logjam of infielders with the Cincinnati Reds? And when are they going to bring up De La Cruz? You're, what, four games out of the of the Central right now? Like, let's give it a go. There's no reason not to. I mean, they do, man. Like, uh, there's a conversation there. I I haven't even mentioned 27-year-old TJ Friedel has been the best player on their team. He's leading the Reds in war. Um, you know, Jake Fraley was the story for a little bit. He's he's taken a step down, but still, like, Trev, you did mention a long lineup. Like, Nick Senzel, who was a top prospect for them. You know, a 733 OPS right now. That's not world-beating, but that's a guy that you have to think about in a lineup, right? Like, that's, you know... I. You'll look around baseball, you'll see some guys with OPSs in the fives that when you're a pitcher, you're like, okay, I can let me execute and move on. 
you're right. Like, they have a deep lineup that, let's say Hunter Green Mania does take off. The light bulb quicked, clicked, and he's, he's a full-blown freak show. Um, if you can get some performers from a Graham Ashcraft and some other guys, their pitching does get thin a little quick. Um, and that yeah. ballpark doesn't help that. But, again, hey, man, everything's out the window. The, the Cardinals had as bad of a month as you can have. Um, the, the Reds just, they're, they're above them for now. I still have some Cardinal stock, as I think people know. Um, but yeah, Brewers, Pirates, Reds, Cardinals, Cubs. Alexis Diaz has been really good for them. Like you have a lockdown closer that you can just hand the ball off to. That's a nice problem to have. And I don't know, are we going to be talking about a Cincinnati Reds team fighting for the NL Central division? Like, that wasn't on our radar coming into the year. We kind of gave them, like, hey, like, go out. Let's see some of these young kids come out. Let's see what happens. We want to see a full year of Green and Lodolo. Um, and now it's uh, it's changed for us. They're at a pivot point where if you're going to do this and you're going to sweep the Cubs, and awesome, good for you. Like, love it. Um, their next step is getting towards 500. Because let's be honest, like, we could – if they get swept by the Sox in Fenway, where they're heading right now, we won't be surprised. They play, then they have a homestand that's Milwaukee and the Dodgers. So, like, let's find out. Are, are you guys a pesky lineup that gives a team hell every day? Um, or are we going to look back in a couple weeks and be like, remember when the, when the Reds gave them the work? I mean, the bigger conversation might be, like, scale of 1 to 10, 10 being, like, I don't know. Hit hit the escape button. The cubbies, Trev. Like just three really bad starts for them that puts you in a hole, and that's how you get swept. Is if you have your three guys. I mean, Justin Steele, who's been really good, had a bad outing, and the guys that followed up after him, the same thing. Get put behind the eight ball, and you get swept. And yeah, it's they have some decisions coming now. Like again, this trade deadline is going to tell us a lot about whether these teams believe in themselves or if they're just kind of like, okay, well, maybe next year. And that's fast approaching. Like June is pretty much here, another month of baseball, and then we're really going to be talking about trades. Yeah. And we might even get some in June. Like this is when it starts to happen, middle of June, right before the All-Star break. 22 and 30. And we, oh, man. Yeah. I feel like it's been up and down from them. Did they, did they like go off on a run at the beginning of the season? They were like looking good, and we were talking about the Cubs, and we were happy, and like, oh, man, this is all working out. And then May has not been kind to them. What's that's their record in May? There, there's still stuff you like, like the offense rates as a top Eight 10. Eight and off. 17 in May. Can't do that. Can't do Holy that. Two and ten in one run games. It's okay because they're welcoming the Rays to Wrigley. Sheesh. I mean, that can turn to eight and twenty month real quick. Oh my gosh. And then after that, they go on a West Coast trip. So <laughs> yeah, man, I you know, I've seen all there's a lot of articles and stuff right now that Strowman, like, with how good he's been. That guy would be a tremendous asset at the deadline, and it's just one of those weird things because I, my whole thing was I didn't know where this Cubs team landed, but I thought they were going to land for a fun summer at Wrigley. Like, you know, hang around in a couple good weeks, a couple bad weeks. You throw up a chunker in May like this, and that's a chunky. Um, 
I, I don't know. I, lo- I do like what you said about June, Trev. Like, how many teams are really dead right now? Like, it's Oakland, um, the Royals, you know, even the Nats and, like, the Rockies have done that. That if you put together a good June, I'm not saying they're competing or anything, but I'm talking about your trade deadline stuff, Trev, that... If I mean, the Nationals the, aren't going to trade for somebody, they're not going. You're to. not going to trade for somebody, but you might not trade somebody away. Like if you're the Rockies and you jump the Padres and Profar keeps getting on base, like I don't think you're in a rush to move him. So <laughs> if I you get you the are. right deal, I think okay. you are. Okay. Yeah, no, it's, it's if you don't have control into the coming years for these guys, that's who that's who's going to get traded. I'm you know the Colorado Rockies are not going to trade four people. You know, like you said, they're not going to trade everybody away, but a guy that has, I mean, Profar's on a one-year deal, isn't he? I believe so. So, I mean, guys like that are definitely going to be shopped and definitely going to be moved. Um, so. Man, Cubbies. God, Ray's coming to Giants, town. Giants brew crew? Yeah, so I, I guess tying off the central a little bit, the, the brew crew... Uh, they lose three out of four to the Giants, and I guess what's more of a story? Is it the Giants potentially showing some signs of life and having a really big May, or is it the Brewers kind of being lumped into what the central divisions are? Stop it. I think it's the Giants and what they've been able to do. Uh, you know, they're going to get some good starting pitching. You know, Cobb's been great. Webb's been great. But the offense has started to go a little bit, too. They have some young... This is kind of like the story of the baseball season. They have some young guys that have come up and and done well and performed. Like we always talk about, you know, these rookies on the Brewers or, you know, some of these other teams coming up. But the Giants have a, a crop of guys they like as well. Uh, so much that they've even kicked some guys like Brandon Crawford to the bench as of late. You know, wisely, uh, if you look at his overall statistics – they're not great, uh, but San Francisco being the team that they are, they value different things under the hood metrics, mm. if you will. There's a quote by Gabe Kapler saying his his swing speed is still so good and he can elevate the ball to the pool side. These are the things that they're looking at. They believe the numbers will come, so he's getting a shot. You know, these guys provide different types of different types of ways to score runs other than like the long ball. Like they're, you know, getting on base, running a little bit. I saw an article talking about how good they've been. Their base coaches have been. What do we always talk about the Giants? Oh, boy. They're coaching. The, the, the ability to send and not to send from third base. They've, they haven't got thrown out of the plate yet this season. Like all these little things, this is what the Giants do to, to win games and to make you believe in them. Uh, so they're they're going on a little bit of run here. They're getting some offensive contributions. Conforto's doing his thing. The Giants haven't been thrown out at the plate this year. No, that is impressive. The Yankees feel like doing. they do that every series. Yeah. So I mean, they've got you know Casey Schmidt has been really good for them, and like I said, him and Wisely have kicked Crawford to the bench. They got you know Patrick Bailey hitting the ball and. You know, a bunch of young guys. I think it's Patrick Bailey's birthday today. I was looking at his baseball reference page. 24 years old. Be nice. Born in 1999. So that's, I mean, look, again, what's happened to the Giants? They've had guys come up and give them contributions that 
maybe they weren't sure they were going to get, and it's made them, you know, get back into the hunt. One game over 500, 27 and 26. And here we are talking about him again in a, in, a, in a season where we didn't really give him a lot of credit coming in. Like we didn't, I didn't know Alex Cobb was going to be throwing a hundred miles an hour mm. with a filthy splitter. I didn't know that, but he is. And you have to give credit to the Giants for being, being able to do what they've done as of late. Just, just spinning it into again the Central, the the Brewers, uh, they're game and a half up on the Pirates, who have had an atrocious May themselves. Um, the Brewers, it feels like they're in a very similar spot to the Twins. Like they are. A good baseball team. They've been atop the division. Except in the in the central, I guess if the Guardians had a big June, which again, they've they've played bad baseball kind of all season. Um the Cardinals have had a nice May. Uh and they will be coming. Um, although I think it's interesting. I think they're fourteen and twelve in May or something like that. They have two games against the Royals. Um, and then they have a double off day. Um, not the sure. Brewers, the Cardinals. Um, so the the Cardinals, if they are they doing like, like London or something? Oh, like, they are. Yeah, it's Cardinals, Pitts- Cubs in London, Pittsburgh. Um, okay. So I mean, just mark that down as part of their season. But um, yeah, I don't know. If you're the Brewers, hey, hey make sure Willie Adamas is okay and let's get him back because he's such a uh, important cog. Uh, on that team, and then, yeah, man, I don't... They've got a road trip at Toronto, at Cincy, and if that at Cincy four-gamer matters in June, then, uh, yeah, I mean, we're full-blown... <laughs> this season is full-blown chaos. I hope it turns into that. I can't wait to talk about it. God, exciting stuff. Uh, Trev, I was skeptical of your Giants, Uh a couple weeks ago, you were you were given some giant love, and I was like, ah, I mean, Gabe, he's hot. The hand tattoo, I get it. Um, no, they uh, they're going to be involved. They're going to be involved all year. Um, I don't know. You you want anything with Phillies Braves? I I I mean, they split four and <laughs> stars performed like. That's, that's Essentially, I, I think we're, I'm going to give a standout to Ooh. one of the Phillies. Um, I think for Atlanta, wow. you know, you look at Ozuna, who stepped it up. We're going to talk about length in the lineup. Uh, he's batting 343 in May after hitting .085 in April. Yeah, that getting helps. Him, getting him going helps a lot. Uh, they're just an incredible team. They do, they do everything right. Mike Soroka coming back is big for them. We'll see. I think he's starting tonight, right? Yeah, Soroka comes back tonight. That's exciting. That is uh, that is exciting for Braves fans, and you know, exciting for him. It's been it's been quite some time since we've seen him on a big league field. Um, but yeah, these are two really good teams. Spencer Strider, fastest pitcher to yeah. how many Ks? Hundred strikeouts. What's going on? He strikes everybody 61 out all innings. the time. What else is there to say about the guy except he has comically big feet for his body? Yeah. They look like he has skis on when he's throwing. I don't get it, but he is absolutely nasty. And it was a fun series. I mean, close games. The Braves, you know, kind of ran away with the last one. Dylan Covey, who I saw step in for an injured Dustin May with the Dodgers. All of a sudden, the Phillies pick him up, and he's like, man, what is my life right now? Baseball life, man. 
And the Braves were like, hey, dude, we're going to put uh, five earned runs on you, seven total in two-thirds of an inning. That's tough. That's tough. Uh, Olsen and Acuna, man, my God. Um, hey, I want to give, before we go to the aisle, I want to give one last shout-out. Uh, Tristan Beck, reliever for the Giants, gave two okay. heavy relief outings in the same series. Uh, 33-pitch, three-inning save, and then he comes out, Two days later, and he throws 44 bullets with, man, the way that bullpens get used and keeping guys fresh, especially as the summer and the rest of the year goes, uh, those types of outings are very important uh, to the baseball season. So let's talk some interleague baseball, Trevor. You and forgot. And oh. Shout out Craig Kimbrell, 400 saves. Almost. Big number. Almost gave him an award. Dirty Craig. He kind of got usurped by Kenley getting his 400th. Tough timing. Oh, yeah. Uh, Trev, there's never tough time to join the DraftKings Sportsbook. Mm. New customers can place a $5 bet and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. And do their same game parlays. Bigger payouts. Rack them up. Willie. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Sign up with code TALKIN. New customers can bet just $5 and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Code TALKIN only at the DraftKings Sportsbook. Let's do a little interleague baseball. Okay. Trev, we will head down to your Tampa Bay Rays. You played there. You used to coach for the Dodgers for a week. Rays. Put up some crooked numbers on the first game. Yandy Diaz. Jose Siri does not care what you think. They put up a nine spot. They win on an opener day. The next game, Clayton Kershaw ends up having like the best start of any pitcher this series with five innings pitch, four earned runs. Uh, Freddie Freeman and Mookie Betts late help get it done for them. And then... Your Sunday morning brunch game. Hold on to your dicks. 11-10. I told you there was going to be another 11-10 game. Uh, tough day for our guy Gavin Stone, but it was tough for pretty much every pitcher. Um, Isak Paredes, Luke Rayleigh doing it both ways, and Wander Franco has the hustle uh, RBI that ends up winning it. Um, both of these teams are wagons, and the Sunday day game was just... Uh, a messy Sunday brunch. Been there. Socks take two out of three from my snake. Snake salvaged the re the last game behind a nice Merrill Kelly outing and Corbin Carroll going the distance. But good for the Socks. They win a tight 2-1 game in the middle. Cutter Crawford with a big outing out of the pen for them. And the offense went on that first day. Casas, Verdugo, Connor Wong been giving them some outings. Kike, I see you too, kid. Uh, Sox take two out of three on the West Coast. Yankees, they hold serve against the Padres after losing the first game. Musgrove shoves, lost three in a row. The offense doesn't work. Severino with an impressive out, outing the second game. They win it in extras. Uh, and then the Yankees, they have a huge inning against Darvish where they put seven on the board. <laughs> Got a little scary at times. But they hold on. Uh, Judge, yeah, he's special, people. He's special. 
Mariners, they take two out of three from those Pirates. You heard they were losing. They did it on the first night. They win on Keller Day. Oh, Keller versus Kirby? Are you kidding me? Both pitchers get hit. <laughs> uh, Pittsburgh, Reynolds, Sawinski, Tukapita, Marcano, pumping into my veins. Doesn't matter for the final two games. Luis Castillo, six innings, one hit. And then Eugenio Suarez with the Bunos Cantos walk-off. He's looking thick, dummy thick. I like it. Um, Mariners, they're kind of in fuego. Talk about them a little bit. And the Marlins sweep the Angels. We just gave the Angels some love for what they did to the Sox. The Marlins wash it all away. Extra innings, middle game. They win that 8-5. to five. And then on the final game, Yuri Perez. Uh, Eduardo Perez pronounces his name so cool, and I can't. Uh, but the kid goes five-inning shutout. Uh, Sandoval was making plays defensively and pitching well. But it's not enough. The fish with arms. My goodness, what a sweep. And then Guardians take two out of three from the Cardinals. They walk it off on Helsley on the last day. Uh, Jose Ramirez, the only guy who gets it done for them, gets it done for them. Your guy Jack Flaherty, him and Bybee had a little bit of a pitcher's duel uh, in that middle game. Cleveland. They win a series they needed to. Uh, Cards would have liked to, uh, but they can't get it done on that final day. Ooh, Nats Royals. Hello. That dress. Uh, I'll tell you what, Mackenzie Gore, seven innings pitch, 11 Ks. That's important. That's special. He's supposed to be a dude for them. Um, who's hitting? Corey Dickerson. He'll get traded. Luis Garcia, six-hit day, Trev. Six-hit day. Michael Massey, Kansas City, how's your walk-off on the final game? And that's what happened in the Interleague Baseball Series. Oh. Yeah. Was that perfect timing, or did Beavers do that for you? Oh, congratulations. Just me. No problem. That was nice. It's been a minute. That was been, nice. Been trying to get through them a little quicker, but... Um, well, the, this I.O. was stacked. It's been a stacked IL. It's it's been kind of crazy. Dodgers race, Trev, two of the best teams in baseball. I wanted to start Kansas City Washington. No, we're not doing Please. that. Please. All right. What Dodgers race. A rematch of the is it the COVID World Series? Sure was. Yep. Weren't you guys there? Sure was. There. How was that game? Saw a special saw a special <laughs> memory. Don't know what to do with it still, but Randy, man, Randy. I mean, this is almost kind of what I expected out of a Rays Dodgers series. I know, like maybe not the high scores, although both these offenses are incredible. But both usually can throw the ball. Um, but how I expected the series to go, as far as you don't know what's going to happen when these two teams play, like it's going to be. It's going to be great baseball, really, really fun players all running around the field. But you can't tell me, you know, raise Dodgers, what's going to happen? Like, it's go play the game. Let's see. That's the, that's beautiful. Sometimes, you know, Dodgers versus whoever, the Nationals, you know what's going to happen. A's versus anybody, you know what's going to happen. But these two teams, you put them together, almost like Braves and Phillies. I would say, like, 
Although I think the Braves are a better team than the Phillies. Like you kind of never know what's going to happen with those two teams. Dodgers freaking Rays, man. Your boy Yandy Diaz. This whole this whole offense. They lead in like every single freaking category that you could lead in. They're still doing it. I thought it was going to be after April. I was like, okay, like great, great start. Amazing to be tougher for them. They've just continued to hit, continued to hit. You mentioned Kershaw with the best starting opening line, and he gives up four Ernie's in six. They hit, they hit Syndergaard, and then you know we know what happened to Gavin Stone. Like these boys can absolutely rake. It's it's so fun to watch that team play. And again, like the Dodgers are a freaking juggernaut, but the Rays don't care. You know who doesn't care? Mention the freaking lollipops. People love when you mention the lollipops. Jose Siri. I, I was going to tell our – it's tricky because, again, I'm a Yankees fan, so I can't have Rays fans take things the wrong way. But, like, I, I was on the way to work today. I was like, I want to make a, a shirt that says, Jose Siri doesn't care what you think. Um, but I just want to make sure Rays fans would take that the right way. Um, Rays rank first in batting average, in on-base percentage, in OPS. And here's a couple important old-school stats, Trev. You know, so, sometimes the kids got the new, the, the ex-Woba bacon and all that. They're first in runs, homers, and stolen bases. Yummy. <laughs> That's still meat on the plate, I got to be honest with you. Runs is probably a good one. Runs is it. a good one. I love that stat. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> I love that stat. Well, you know what? Analytical people love home runs. What are you talking they about? They do. They do. Isn't that funny? That's the stat that they love because I guess it's the best way to score runs. Right? It's the only true way to score a run. Only, um, only way to guarantee a run. I mean, 11-10. The, these two teams are two of the best teams in baseball. They can beat you anyway. You know who just came back for the Tampa Bay Rays, Trev? Tyler. Tyler Glass now. Sure did. He sure did. Um, Four and a third, eight Ks. That's nice. Watch your beak a little bit against the freaking Dodgers. Way to come back. Trial by fire. Okay. Guess what? Tyler Glass now doesn't care. No. He's going to no. do his thing. Um Everyone did their thing in this series. Like everyone except for the pitchers. All the offense showed up. They did their they did what they needed to do. I would love to see this happen again in the playoffs, which would mean this is the World Series. Be a lot of fun. The Rays are scary, man. I mean, their bench is better than a lot of teams' lineups right now. Right now it lists Walls, Margot, and Rayleigh as their bench. And you can swap that out with Paredes. I see like <sighs> they're really good. And they've lost a lot of starting pitching, and they're still just getting it done, dude. This is insane. Ten dudes with an OPS over 800. Ten. Ten. By the way, they're two top prospects. Curtis Mead, third baseman, infielder. Uh, Taj Bradley, pit, starting pitcher. They're both, like, ready. Bradley's pitching tomorrow against the Cubs. So, like, I don't <sighs> They're really no, he's, good. He's he's not going anywhere. No need. Yeah. You just can't find a spot on the team for him. Crazy What's final next? game. Could have went either way. Uh, but often goes the raceways, especially in the trap. Um, Trev sucks. I mentioned uh, Grayson Rodriguez gets sent down. Uh, Brandon Fott, another big 
uh, pitching prospect. He gets knocked around by the Sox. He gets sent down. That's baseball a little bit. Uh, this was kind of big, uh, an IMO in my head for the Red Sox. Like, you're, you're on a West Coast trip. You're fighting a team that's got a lot of chutzpah behind them right now in the Snakes. This could have been an easily, like, you open your eyes and you're at the Sunday game trying to fend off a sweep. No, it's actually the opposite. Uh, they come out. Whitlock comes back. He has a really nice outing. Um, and, yeah, the, the offense has a big day in the first one, and they win a 2-1 game, which if you're the Sox, that's got to feel good because that's not your normal recipe. Um, and then Kelly was just great on the final game. Yeah, another good start from Sale, even though he had some tummy issues. It was his flu game. Five innings pitched, one and run. You mentioned Whitlock. I mean, they're paring down their rotation now, and if Sale kind of continues to you know, find himself, Whitlock's been good. Uh, Bayo's been good. They got Pavetta in the bullpen. Kluber's going to be out. Yeah, he's not going to be in the rotation. Is he still in the rotation, or do they move him as well? Uh, let me see where Klubot is listed. Um, he's, he's, yeah, he won't be in the rotation for long. I I don't think so. They're getting the good, they're getting good starting pitching when they need it and they can hit two out of three from the snakes is, is a job well done for sure. Cause the snakes are a hot team and they could score runs a bunch of different ways. And you know, the pitching did well. I mean, they scored, you know, seven runs in three games, two in the first game, one in the second game, the recipe for success for the Sox right there. You mentioned the guys going in the first game, um, a familiar cast of characters, if you will. Casas, three for five. Verdugo, three for five. Connor Wong, the other part of the Mookie Betts trade, two for four. Love it. A lot of interesting Junes, like you mentioned before, Trev, and I'm now going to latch on to. Uh, if you're the Sox, you know, you've got seven healthy starting pitchers currently on the roster, and that was... We wondered if that was going to happen and who was going to be performing at the time. Um, that, yeah, i interested to see how their June sorts out. They're going to play the Yanks for the first time coming up this year. Um, they're going, they're hosting Cincy, and then they host the Rays. So let's, um, this June, we're going to find out who the Sox are. And I'm interested to know, because uh, when they're right, they can be really good. Um, they needed the bats to wake up a little bit, and going to Fenway always helps. Um Snakes, we're fine. Don't worry about it. Um, you want any Yankees Padres, Trev? What do you got? Well, I love uh, the whole Tatis and Soto thing going in the first game, not really caring. But then I also love the Yankees coming back and taking uh, the last two games. I mean, who walked it off for you guys? Who walked it off? Isaiah Kiner Falefa. Yes. Utility God. man. Isaiah Kiner-Falefa. People like Utility Man, IKF. They didn't like starting shortstop, nope. IKF. They like Utility Man, IKF. Uh, a good series for both teams. I mean, the Padres, obviously, they win the first game behind some you know big games by Soto and Tatis, like I mentioned. But then uh, Waka has a really good start uh, in the second game. Just the offense couldn't get anything going for the Padres as well. IKF walks it off. And then that last game, judgy boy. Gotta love him. Uh, 10-7, put up that big inning against Darvish. And what was Cole's line here? 16th pitch, five and runs. So again, like if you're if you're a Padres fan, like you kind of went in there and, and made a statement, but you lost another series. I guess you're not so happy with the yeah, way things are going, was... but like the series is like was there for the taking. 
essentially. I think they're saying that about a lot of series, though, which is the problem. And, I, you know, they're, they're a half game up on the Rockies. This is supposed to be yeah. the team that was going to take down the big bad Dodgers. Uh, <laughs> important June coming. And their offense just, it, it feels like it doesn't go. And I, Melvin's trying to press buttons. I saw Ruggie Odor lead off one game this series when you've got a lineup that potentially has like four Hall of Famers in it. Uh, I guess five if you count Ruggie. Um, I don't know. They're, uh, they're, Padres fans are not happy. Uh, although I will say, a lot of Padre fans rolled out to the stadium. They had a loud conglomerate there for more Memorial Day weekend. But um, Conglomerate? I don't know what that was. Um, I'll, let it, I'll let it. I'll, it works. It's a I word. It Does it work? I think it works. Yeah. Uh, Severino. I think was the word you were looking for. Severino back for the Yanks. Okay. Circled that. 6.21 earned run. He can be a formulaic change for them. Yankees got some guys coming back soon. You might see Stanton next week. You might see Donaldson next week. Uh, when the Yankees' bottom of their lineup contributes, they are a dangerous team. Um, but there's a lot of nights they don't. So, um, I'm I'm good with where my Yanks are at. Volpe. Okay. Vamo. Volpe, yeah. Volpe needs Vamo. to go a little bit. Is there any chance that he gets sent down this year? I don't think they would. It would have to get ugly. Really ugly. And I, I yeah. think I think he's good enough, and this is a complimentary to him, he is good enough at the other aspects of the game yes. that it can't get that ugly. Like, he's so fast, and his glove is there defensively, although he's had a couple tough moments. A C- couple just boots that have been tough to watch, but the overall package, I think, is there defensively. It, it just can't get ugly, and they've now slid him down the lineup. That I it, It'll happen, but it's, you know... If, He's getting close to walking a tightrope. He's not there if, yet. If the numbers are like a little worse than they are right now in a month, it'll be a conversation. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Trev, the Mariners are technically hot, and the Yanks are about to play them, so I, this could come back to bite me a little bit. Um, it is against Oakland and the Pirates um, that they've gotten going. That being said, take care of your business, and they... They full-blown do with your boy Eugenio with the walk-off. Um, Mitch Keller, George Kirby, one-run game. Pitching duel of the one year. nothing. No, it didn't happen. With seven <laughs> homers for the Pirates in that game. How about it? Tough pitching lines for both of those guys uh, to open the series. So Pirates are feeling good, and then all of a sudden, no, they get shut out. They get Luis Castillo'd. Yeah. Five nothing, and they, they got a chance that last game, but Eugenio just takes it. Says, I got it, guys. Marco Gonzalez with a nice start, five and two thirds, one earned run. Um, did you see the homer? Oh yeah, I mean, it was it, an absolute. He he missile. hit some of the prettiest when when He's got he a connects. Great swing, yeah. Three one lead. Julio and Cal Raleigh also hit the homer. They blew it in the eighth at an air and a wild pitch. Yeah, and then Eugenio says, "I got it, guys." Dang, man. Yeah, I'm I'm very interested to see this week for Seattle. They've got the Yankees, and then they're at Texas. They just got their winning ways going. It was against lesser teams, but good. You won, and that's what you have to do. Now they host the Yankees and go to Texas. Can they keep that momentum and juice going? Um, I want to find out because they've been – it's been a very mixed, 
mixed bag for the Mariners mm-hmm. so far this year. Um, Marlins sweep the Angels? I don't know, man. I Both of these teams feel like... Both of these teams feel like they could sweep or be swept every series recap. <laughs> the Marlins, you know, they got the good starting pitching. That's what we know they're going to do. Say Yuri Perez, Perez's name. How does... The way Eduardo Perez said it, yeah, the way he combined all four letters in Yuri, and I, yeah, you don't have that. I don't have that. Yeah, that's okay. Thank you. Hey, the Angels were coming in hot. We mentioned some of the guys. We mentioned Mickey Moniak. He ends up having a kind of a tough uh, day out in the outfield to allow uh, the Marlins to score some runs, and that's the thing with the Marlins is you know Soler got hot. He's hitting some homers. Uh, they're getting some offense from De La Cruz and obviously a rise, but where are they going to go with that? You know, the catcher, the catching position has been abysmal. Uh, the shortstop position has been abysmal. They're looking for center field help because Jazz is still out. Like yeah. they have a lot of things that they need to take care of, but here they are sweeping, you know, putting themselves in contention, if you will, on the strength of the starting pitching, but it seems like it's the same old song and dance. How how often have we said that about the Marlins, this Marlins team? Like they they have the starters to do it, starters that a lot of teams would envy, that do envy. They would yeah. love to have them, and then they just can't figure it out offensively. I thought this was interesting. JT Shagwa got a save for yeah. them first save ever in the big leagues. How is that possible? This guy's filthy. Yeah, he's pretty gross. Um, Has he had opportunities before? I don't think so. I think he's always like building his way up the ladder and then he kind of gets hurt. Whoa, Marlins bullpen usage. Holy smokes. Um, and that's how you get your first chance. Um, off day today, reset. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there's some crazy stats. I think Solaris homered almost every uh, Luzardo start. Solaris got 17 on the season. You might hear more about him later. They survive an Otani day that, yeah, man, I... If you told me second place Marlins, I would have told you Jazz Chisholm's an MVP candidate and their pitching's dominant. Jazz ain't even really been around. Uh, so Laren Arise uh, on offense. Brian De La Cruz here and there. Yeah, if you're the Halos, I mean, Otani didn't hit this homestand. Five for 33. Um, no, I watched him. People are just up and in, up and in, up and in, up and in all day long. He looks like he's taking some uncomfortable swings up there. I don't know if he's got to back off the plate or, or, or do something. Because he has so much plate coverage. I feel like he could probably back off the plate a little bit. Um, for the Marlins, Gene Segura, I mean, 492 OPS. Like, So there are some like, – that's not going to happen for the rest of the year. Right. Like, the guy's going to get better. So there are some ways to improve offensively that are already on your own roster. You're just, you just – you hope you get Sanchez back, who was really good for them. He's on the IL right now. Like, is there a way they find offense? Like, maybe – I hope, man. Like, I don't know how long this window is for you guys. I, it, it seems like it's going to go. Like, they, it seems they have like all the pitchers. constantly the same window. Yeah, they have this. All these pitchers are either locked up, like Sandy, or like they're just young, so they have team control over them. I mean, eventually you have to go in and, and try to find some offense. Like, you have to do it. They did it with a rise. I understand that. Um, it's got to be more than him and Solaire. And if Ch- I mean, obviously they thought Jazz was going to be part of this, but he and he's been hurt with what, what, turf toe. I don't know, dude. Like it's, it seems like a pretty 
easy fix or like if you wanted to take it to the next level, all you got to do is just go and A, spend some money or B, you know, make a trade. It it won't happen, but if this team backs their way up into a three-game wildcard series, and remember, you know, you can have starting pitchers pitch whenever. Sandy Lazardo, Yuri Perez, Edward Cabrera, Braxton Garrett's been really good this year. Um, that's before you get to any bullpen. Like, imagine they could start yeah. a game with Sandy and they could finish it with Yuri if he like breaks out and goes that. I don't know if you're a na- if you're a National League team, don't let that happen. Don't let a zombie Marlins team come in because guess what? The NBA just let a zombie Miami team in and they caused havoc. Don't let in the zombie fish. They might go to the finals. <laughs> yeah, they're not. Um, they should. They're not. We. I, I mean, how long have I been saying like the Marlins are my dark horse World Series team? It's because of like the same reasons now that they're you know contending two games over five hundred. Are they three games over five hundred? I don't know what they are, but they have the freaking pitching. It's the hardest thing to have in baseball, and they have it. Crazy. Shout out Yuli Gurriel too. Big big homestand coming for them. They host San Diego, Oakland, and Kansas City. I mean, Oakland and Kansas City back to back. That's as that's as good of a window as you're gonna get. Man, what a way to kick off June fish. Okay. All right, let's do I just want to do two things with the Marlins before we move on because we're running, we gotta kind of tighten this up, but I have to throw this in there. Go to the Marlins baseball reference page now. Okay. Okay. They're going to list, you know, the top 12 players. Yeah. The third to last and second to last guys. I want you to guess where they're from. I don't know where they're from, but just by looking at them. So Steve Okert. (laughs) So you have me guessing where people are from just by looking at their picture. Yeah. And I haven't done it either. So Steve Okert. I have your answers. I'm going to go Louisiana. Ah, that's good. I'm going to go Oklahoma. Steve Okert, born in Riverside, California. Wow. No. Andrew Nardi, born in West Hills, California. What? Oh, no, Trev. The Cali brand. Nardi, I was going to say, like a Northeastern dude. Uh, I could see that. Italian last name. He went to Royal? Royal. This is like my hood. I was born in West Hills. All right, that didn't go the way I thought it was going to go. Good segment. Um, <laughs> Trev, cards, guards, Royals, Nats. What do you want to talk about? I'm kind. I'm kind of good. Um, I'm happy for the Nats. I did this last episode with the Reds. I said, "Hey, Reds, sweep, sweep the Cubbies." I'll talk about you, um, Nats. And Kansas City are in different weight classes currently. Um, and, hey, I shout out Mackenzie Gore before. He deserves it again. Um, Nats, stir it up down there, baby. Jump the Phillies. You're two games behind them. They do host the Dodgers, then the Phillies. Uh, and the Nats, <laughs> you want to talk about a slappy formula. They are third in batting average. Uh, they're 20th in OPS. So they are... Those pesky gnats, baby. <laughs> I was going to get more into the Cardinals guard series, but oh, go gnats, go gnats, go. Oh, 
Pasquantino, Luis Garcia, six at day. Uh, cards, guards. Again, this this series, I guess why I'm not excited about it is both these teams, <laughs> two of the biggest underachievers of the season, um, mm-hmm. and we're a good Helsley outing away from this being cards win again and guardians can't hit. But we're not. Good for the guards. A couple of good pitching performances. Uh, Flaherty bounced back. Seven innings pitched, one and run. Tanner Bybee, mm. six innings pitched, one and run. You got to like that. Bieber's doing it. Um, the first game, guardsman 4-3. And then the walk-off. I don't – so this is interesting. The second game, excuse me, was not a walk-off. Uh, the Cardinals won that without getting a hit after the second inning, I mm. believe. They scored in the tenth on a pass ball, so I think it was was it Gorman or Donovan that scored on it. It was Donovan, so he hits a home run. Um, they had two hits that whole game. He hits the home run, and then he begins second base as the Manfred runner. He steals third base and scores on a pass ball, and that's their offense. That's crazy, man. For the Guardians to lose a game without giving up a hit or two hits. Not any after the second inning, I believe it was, like I said. Then get hit after the third, top of the third. It was a bunt single. Or it wasn't a bunt single. A single in the third. I'm all over the place here. I just thought it was fascinating that they won that game with that many hits. And then the Guardians, yes, you're right. They had to walk it off with Jose Ramirez. A two-run double. Like, why are we even pitching to this guy? I guess it was first and second. They walked Quan and whoever in front of him, so they had to pitch to him, and bam. Two outs, double. The only guy with an OPS over 700 on their team. That's nuts. If there's a guy you don't pitch to, it's Jose Ramirez, unless you have to, because um, he will punish you. Um, good for Flaherty. Good for Bybee. It's a vibe uh, with a good outing. And Yeah, I don't know. Hey, maybe buy some Guardian stock if you want. Dalton's got some stats here that uh, – a fewest strikeouts offensively in the majors, so they're they're not swinging and missing. They're just getting no results. And hey, they're that's what they did last year. I that's know, the same and same thing. They're just not getting production. Their formula in that last game, um, Ramirez, he's obviously going to do it. And guess what? He's he's going to do it. Um, Quan, who had an awful start to the year, he's been getting better. Josh Bell, right? He was the guy they brought in. And in the first game, it was Rosario. So those four, like, those fours go and you have a top, a good top of the lineup. And then when nailers get hot or if your catchers do anything, my goodness. Um, get involved in the season, Guardians. You're, you're, you're hurting Chris Rose's soul. And Chris Rose's soul. Uh, Trevor, I think that brings us to standout performances. Performances. Uh, My guy. Yes. Is it brought to us by somebody? Uh, it's brought to us by Warehouse Games. Uh, we're we're entering some serious playoffs in the Warehouse Games. Um, one of the crazier moments in Warehouse history happened last night. I will not spoil it. Um, go, go check it out. You got a couple hours to kill today. You can get sucked into warehouse games. Plenty think, of time to be caught up by the next. I think we've had like 75 K subs in a month or something like that. So people are in, uh, and you should be too. So go check that out. You Who, might like it. Who's your standout, Trev? My standout is a guy from Schmierna, Georgia. Ooh. You know who it is? Who? 
Zach Wheeler on Saturday against the Braves, one of the more formidable lineups in all of baseball, goes eight shuddy. One walk, 12 Ks. And that is after two starts where he gave up some earned runs, four earned runs and three earned runs, both six innings pitched. He says, you know what? I'm sick of doing that. Let me go eight shuddy against the Braves. Let me help my team split the series. And I don't know. I just like, I really like watching this guy pitch. And I remember he came over from the Mets and people were saying, this is a good signing. They didn't, some of like the under the hood metrics weren't uh, mm-hmm. with him. He's been great. It's been everything that they could have asked for. And uh, Phillies, they're another team like, yeah, don't let them get hot. Don't let them in the playoffs. We saw what they could do last year. But Wheeler, great start against probably the best lineup. No, not the best lineup in baseball because the Rays exist. Yeah. Yes. The and Rays, the Dodgers the Rays, and the Rays quite literally are the best exist. in every category. But a top five offense in baseball, Wheeler going and doing it. Yeah, I mean... There's a lot of standout performances from that series. I mean, Austin right? Riley, Ozuna, uh, Acuna. When you, said, when you said Georgia boy for your standout, I almost thought you were going Matt Olson because he, he hits mm. two homers that covered 900 feet um, uh, in last night's game. And Ronnie, you, you can almost pick him any week. Um, Luis Garcia, six hits. Uh, Trav, great standout. Hell, young, thick Austin Riley. A lot of players went Golly. off. Yes. Yandy. My goodness. There was a ton of options. Trev, I I told you I you offered me some Kool-Aid and I turned it down. Um, and I'm I'm gonna have a couple sips. Uh, and this guy is one of the biggest reasons why. Michael Conforto, uh, for the Giants, mentioned it. Four hit day, uh, home run, stolen base. Um Nice little day at the office to kick off uh, the Brewers-San Francisco series. With that day at the office, it brought his OPS into the eights, which is always important. Um, Trev, he had a tough first month of the season, and, you know, he misses a year of baseball with a shoulder injury. Remember, this was supposed to be like a 100 mil contract type of guy if he hit free agency healthy and right he goes missing um 205 319 691 in april 279 366 a 913 ops in may and he's kind of the guy for the giants right now and you know maybe jock comes back tyro think about how much i've talked about him he went on the il Jock's on the IL. They're missing some of their guys. How easy? You talk about the different paths of baseball and, you know, are young guys going to be good? Are young guys going to be bad? It could have been so easy if it was Memorial Day and Conforto had a 6-11 OPS. We'd say, yeah, I mean, you know, shoulder injury and hasn't played baseball. Had a tough first month. He's starting to go, and that's an impactful change because he's a really good baseball player. Um and he's in the middle of that Giants lineup, so uh, Conforto. I think it was only a matter of time for him to get going. He has a track record. I'm very happy that he is performing because you're right. I mean, coming off an injury like that, having to miss a full year, mentally that's got to be very difficult. Get back in the saddle. He started off kind of cold in April, 
And in his head, I'm sure the same thing was going on. Hey, like, is am I going to get it back? And then, bam, an excellent May. He signs the two-year deal before the year. 36 M's. Mm. Light for what right? he is. Um, but it's good to see him producing, for sure. The Giants need that. That's they. You can do your Giants Devils magic, but you need something thumping yeah. in the middle of the lineup that every time they come up, you say, whoa. And if they have that in him, God, I mean, if you can go Conforto, Tyro, Jack, there's a little lefty righty. Hey, how are you? Then whoever's hot. I don't know. I, I kind of wasn't in, and now I'm, I'm dipping my toe. I'm dipping my toe. They, they can, they can pitch, and if they get the timely hitting, like the pinch hitting. Remember that was that was a huge thing when they won 107 games. Just a bunch of pinch hits. Gabe's hot. Gabe is hot. Hand tattoo? He's got like the hair working now. Like, I don't know if he dyed it or what, but it's definitely, stay, he's got it going. Stay and away from He's like a Jess. model in a leather jacket all the time. He's very prepared. Know what I need? And um, hey, if you're listening and you've got some connections to major league managers, I need one of the old farts to to make fun of Gabe. Like, I need a Bruce Bochy or a Brian Snitker, like, photo shoot. Um, so if, if you've got one of the old man managers, let's, uh, let's get involved here. What are they going to say? Trev. Can I ask you who's dirt nasties on fuego? That means I'm on fire, baby. Like Waco. <coughs> the piece of chalk. <laughs> Rookie heavy and fuego for the no. series. We talked about this guy, Ryan McMahon, six for 12. Uh, that's a 500 batting average, if you didn't know. Three homers. He's homered in three wow. straight games. Had gone the previous 27 without a homer. That was the third longest drought of his career. Mitch Haniger, we didn't even mention him. Yeah. When we we're talking about the Giants, seven for 16, a double, two homers, six RBI. Gio Urshela doing it hmm. at third. I talked to him. He's got a nice set of chompers now. When did they get those things? He's always had a nice smile. I, I don't know he if got, those he got, were... He's got him taken care of quality. now. Yeah. Seven for 12, a double, triple, homer, three RBI. It's the second highest average during the span of players who had 10 at-bats. Hmm. For the week of 522 through 528, Matt McClain, our guy with the Reds, 15 for 31, Yo. three doubles, two homers, seven RBI, nine runs for a 1.3, seven-game hit streak, Batting 380 with two homers and eight RBI since making his debut on May 15th. Let's get it going. Reds, bring up more kids. Julio starting to go. That's that's a scary thing for the West. 14 for 34 doubles, two homers, seven RBI. Add a boy. Luis Castillo, also of the Mariners. Two games started, 12 innings pitched. No runs. Four walks, 18 Ks. No earned runs. Um, and then one we're really uh, happy about, and we need to make a special <laughs> shout-out. Our guy, colleague, friend, stud, Zach Short. Five for 12, two homers, seven RBI, four runs, five walks for a 1.5. He's got more homers than Ian Happ. Suck it, Ian Happ. <laughs> oh. And I still have more right-handed homers than Ian Happ, too. Just because you're a yeah. switch hitter, bro. Yeah. I'm the best right-handed power hitter at this company Hell still. Yeah. Shout out Zach Short. Good looking dude, too. I like him. 
You play a little bit of D. Mm. Hit the long ball. Mm. Playing D for the D. Mm. For the two weeks, 515 through 528, your guy, Francisco Alvarez, 13 for 35, five homers, 13 ribbies. He's been hit twice for a 1.3 OPS over those two weeks. Josh Jung, that thick neck mother effer, 17 for 41, three doubles, three homers, 10 RBIs, and 10 runs scored, too. That's a good stat. 1.2. Merrill Kelly has pitched three games in that in these two weeks, 18 and one third innings pitch with only four earned runs. That's a one nine six. He's got a 0.87 whip in those starts as well. And that is who's in Fuego. Fantastic stuff, Trevor. Uh, yeah. Zach short 33, 33, uh, at bats. Do I got 39 plate appearance, 33 at bats. He's seventh on the tigers in war. Um, so he uh, he got his chance, and he's taking advantage of that. Love him. Great dude. Um, Trev, injury report. Got a lot of names. I mentioned Willie Adamas. That's one of the big ones. Tyro Estrada. Mentioned him a few times. Zeke Duran at the bottom of that Texas lineup. He was being a problem. Um, he, he kept it moving down there. Will Myers for the Reds. They don't care. Let's just call another kid who will be on in Fuego next week. Danny Jansen. Danny Jansen for Toronto. A um, couple bullpen. Why do you say it like that? Why do you say Danny like Jansen. Uh, we had some guys banged up in games. A lot of uh, Rizzo, Fairbanks, Muncie, Schmidt, Kiermaier, Santana. Wow. Um, and who we got back? You heard about Glass now, Whitlock, Zach Davies for my snakes. Eloy. Love that. Let's go, White Sox. Join the party. <laughs> they left the door completely open, even though you guys were horrible. And Liam Hendricks, like we mentioned, uh, pretty cool that he's back and uh, easy. Maybe the easiest guy to root for in baseball uh, right now is Liam Hendricks. Uh, and you mentioned all your twins, Trev, Paul Blackburn. Hit it, beeps. Awards! Oh, my goodness. Needed that. So I have, I need to just get it up real quick. Sure. Okay, Olivia. You go first because I'm, I'm still getting mine up. I, I have a really good one I want to do. I want to make sure it's good. Trev, I'm giving out the CED award. Okay, I'm ready, actually. Okay. I'm giving out the Oh, the Places You'll Go award. Are you familiar with this book? No, obviously not. How are you not familiar? It's a Dr. Seuss book. It's incredible. I guess you don't have kids. No. I love Dr. Seuss books, first of all. I love the cadence. I love the uh, artistry. There's this cool um, art shop in San Francisco that sells like Dr. Seuss art. And like I've always, I just, I go in there every time I'm in San Francisco. Haven't bought anything yet, but I should. Uh, there's a line in, or there's a couple paragraph line. I'm going to read it to you right now. It's going to tie it all in together. Oh, the places you'll go. There's fun to be done. There are points to be scored. There are games to be won. And the magical things you can do with that ball will make you the winningest winner of all. Fame. You'll be fame. You'll be as famous as famous can be with the whole wide world watching you win on TV. That's nice. Wow. Except when they don't. Mm. Because sometimes they won't. I'm afraid that sometimes you'll play lonely games too. Games you can't win because you'll play against you. This is a big life lesson book, okay? So you're on top of the world one moment. Then you're going to get knocked down a peg, but you got to keep going. 
Mike Soroka mm. is getting my award. We haven't seen this guy since 2020. Tears the Achilles. Starts rehabbing it 2021. He's like, I'm going to be back. Tears the same Achilles again. Top of the world. Absolutely doing it uh, to start his career. And then has this unfortunate injury. Um, 13 and four with a 268 ERA in 2019. He was the NL second in NL Rookie of the Year and sixth in the NL Cy Young. Talk about just like starting on a freaking high, and then this happens to you. He even had a setback this year with a hamstring injury. Finally getting back on the hill is something like if you're a Braves fan, you're like, this is great. We're getting a guy. He's going to help our ball club. But you have to put yourself in his position, you know, getting to those highs and then having these lows and working your way back up. It's tonight to him is going to feel incredible because you can be very, very lonely on the injured list. You know, you are not really part of the team, even though, you know, you're around the guys, but you're not contributing at all. And all you're doing is sitting there working, thinking about the day that you get to come back. Tonight is the night. I'm very happy for Mike Soroka. And I hope it goes well. But even if it doesn't, just being back out there on a big league mound, I think is very special. And he deserves a shout because it's two grueling years or almost three grueling years of rehabilitation i'm telling you mentally can just take a toll on you so i wanted to give old mikey boy a little bit of love here go get him tonight trev well done uh you mentioned the artistry and just the speaking patter of dr seuss and yes you would love that like the light bulb went off over my head that's very that's very your lane um and yeah, you mentioned he pitched in 2020, three starts, 2020, you know, one of the weirder years of a lot of people's lives. Um, before that, 2019, Trev, I mean, he was the ace, a 21-year-old ace, 2.68 ERA and 29 starts for a first-place Braves team. And just a reminder how quick baseball moves, although you're, you know, guess what? It hasn't moved quick for Mike Soroka the past few years. Let me bring you around the horn for your Atlanta Braves that year. Uh, 85 games behind the dish for Brian McCann, your first baseman, Freddie Freeman, now a Dodger. Uh, Ozzie was there, little monster, cool. Dansby Swanson, now your Cubs shortstop. Your third baseman for those Braves, Josh Donaldson. Nick Markakis was in the outfield. You know who had 45 appearances out of the bullpen for that Braves team? Jesse Chavez. Even better. And I normally wouldn't say that because, you know, we love what Jesse Chavez is about. Jerry Blevins. Oh, Jerry. Jerry I Blevins. Said Peter Moylan. Um, <laughs> you know, he, he was probably somewhere. Um, good for Soroka to be back. Uh, root, for, root for that guy because you're right. Um, rehabbing for three years ain't fun. Um, and man, uh, that Braves cha- team has changed a lot. Still winning a lot. Winning a lot. Let me read that line again before I have to go to see Rosie. Except when they don't, because sometimes they won't. Mm. Just, that's that's I like that. That's big. I've been liking failing lately. Oh, you're gonna love me. Yeah, I just have been. I, I, I like getting humbled. I feel like it's I've been getting humbled a lot lately, and it's something that drives me. I like it. 
I don't know why I just said that. Yeah, man. Um, that was a little inside okay. the soul right there. I just let it out. Gotta let it out, I guess. <laughs> um, I guess you don't want to hear the CED award. That's I do, dude, but it's tied in. Chris Rose is already texting me. It's tied into your emotions you just talked about. All right, just go. I'll, I'll wait. Oh, let's, let's hear it. Trev, the CED award. Uh, it goes to Jorge Soler. I'll tell you how it got there. Uh, my, you mentioned about failing. My first job out of college, management training program, electrical supri- supplies and distribution. <laughs> Talk about failing. Um, they, uh, each, each branch operated as their own. I don't know, dude. I was just trying to make my way and be hungover and survive. Um, one of the branches, C.D. Wallingford, they were mainly solar-powered. Um, and the Miami Marlins have been solar powered, um, five homer week. Uh, he's been going nuts. He's putting together an awesome season, 17 homers. I mean, Jorge Soler, we've talked a lot about paths of a baseball season. If Jorge Soler had a down season in 72 games last year, he had a 695 OPS. He's got an 892 OPS now he's balling. And again, we're looking for things that can be significant to your team's season. If the Miami Marlins, if Jorge Soler has a 48 homer season like he did in 2019, that changes the formula for the fish a little bit. So, um, and, you know, failing Dr. Seuss, me at my old job. Thanks, Jorge Soler. He made me look good too because John Boy Media homer draft, I took him biggest week of the year. Um, know many career homers he's got, Trev? How many? 151. Nice. Not too bad for a Cuban ball player. He's a big boy. Let's get you to Chris Rose. Everyone else, Memorial Day. Trev feels like he's got one more thing to say. Mainly solar powered. I loved it. Yeah. You tied it in there, Poppy. Good for you. Always do. Chick sucks. You still suck. Everywhere I go when I do my twin stuff, Coach Trev! What's up, guys? Jake sucks. Everywhere, my kid. He's everyone's saying it. It's me. I'm the suck. All right, Chris Rose is gonna yell at me. Yes. Memorial Day. 